0: Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network, for the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews. Press One. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press. Roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Mute, mute that. <laughs> Good morning, Schmoville! Hey, Schmoville, we're back! We are back. Uh, Jeff Snyder here for The Wrap, and our, our, we are joined by our special co-host today, Josh Dickey, for the entertainment editor at Mashable. Mark Riley is out shooting people's uh, sexiest fanboys photo
1: shoot. Is that a real thing? No, I wish it was. Oh, man, I, th- I was believing that for <laughs> a minute. And I was disappointed that I wasn't selected.
0: Yeah, no, Mark and I will be back next week. Uh There's been a bit of a break. I was on vacation back in Boston the last two weeks, and now it's his turn to go away. So we will uh, reconvene next week for, I think, what is going to be close to our one-year anniversary show. That's... A one year, I don't really? know if it's next week or the week after. I'll have to check the calendar, but we'll uh, have to we'll have to make a post about that. We love our anniversary yes. posts.
1: <laughs> we, ex- this,
0: exactly. The top five moments from Meet the Movie <laughs> Press over the past year. Um, but thank you guys for tuning into the Popcorn Talk Network. And as always, be sure to comment, subscribe, all that stuff that Riley usually handles. I don't know the prompts, guys. You know? Just bear with me on this. So Dickie, we are uh, this is our post Comic Con sort of wrap up show. I was in Boston. I've never been to Comic-Con anyways, but I was following from afar. You were there. You were in in the thick of the action. So so what were your impressions? What was your experience like this year down in San Diego?
1: I am a Comic-Con panel jockey junkie. I just love to sit in Hall H. I love Comic-Con. I don't care what anybody says that it's a, you know, shout out to James Rocky. I know that it is a terrible, crass marketing opportunity for the studios, but I love it. I have a great time uh, in the pit there. And it was a weird year. It was a really weird year because basically you had, of the six major studios, only two of them really showed up.
0: Right, most of them sat out.
1: Yeah, everybody sat out. Paramount completely sat out, uh, which they've been known to do before. Uh, No Marvel this year, which was really weird. The Saturday night slot was filled by Fox, which was great, by the way. You know what? In in terms of just filling in for Marvel and the sort of pimp slot on Saturday night, Fox did a great job. Yeah, they
0: delivered, it seems like.
1: They had, you know, it was it was superhero Saturday. I mean, it was star. We had Star Wars Friday, Thursday. I don't even remember what we had that day, but it was definitely superhero Saturday, and we got a huge dose of it. Obviously, in the morning, with Warner Brothers and Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad. But Fox, I think, stole the show. I think that Deadpool footage. Uh, look, you know, I try to gauge things by the way that people react to them in that uh-huh. in the room. I know that's not a great indicator of things, at least in terms of box office or what have you, but. Just in terms of how well did you do a Comic-Con, people jumped to their feet and applauded and started screaming, play it again, play it again, right after that Deadpool film. Did they? Oh, yeah. There There was only one other time the whole weekend where... People leapt to their feet and applauded, and that was during that was after the Batman versus Superman. Was that the
0: only trailer that got like an encore, or
1: no? They usually the big ones they play them a second time, okay. And they played it a second time, and people loved it just as much that second time.
0: Um, It definitely seemed like the movie that got the biggest bump. And I was on the Schmoes, no main show last night, talking about how I didn't really get it. I I think. My problem is with the character. I know that he's a wise-ass, the the merc with a mouth, if you will. Um, But I I saw the leaked footage, um, so I didn't see it the way that it was properly intended. But I didn't get it. Uh, jokes about testicles and avocados and things like that.
1: If you didn't get it, then you're probably not gonna get it's not like seeing it in high def is gonna suddenly make sure. you go, Oh wow, okay, no, totally. Because the you know, the visuals are cool, but that's not it is about the character. You either love Deadpool or you sort of don't get Deadpool. I think those are, there's not a lot of in between.
0: I can see how he's going to stand out in the marketplace as an R rated
1: uh superhero movie. Um, a little bit more adult and and edgy. Look, there—he had a bullet explode three dudes' heads, and like there was, you know, there's stuff in there that's gonna be super gnarly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be hard, gory, R. Did you get a sure. sense of what the
0: story was? Because I was unclear, like what is he trying to stop or save or that kind of thing.
1: I think he's probably. I mean, look, it's an origin story. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it is ta- is tagged to him first being Wade Wilson, just the sort of smartass, you know, husband possibly father. I don't think he's got kids at that point, but you know, it, it's gonna be an origin story, so I think we'll just see probably the first act is gonna be all him going from cancer patient to reluctant superhero. And then probably it looks to me like it's like a Russian gangster kind of situation. At least if you're tying it back to the the leaked um, the uh, visual effects footage that got this ball rolling in the first place—you know—he's attacking a carload of of gangsters, essentially. So, okay, I think he's a little—he's a little more of a street level hero. He's not—he's not, he's not quite—he's definitely not your cosmic level hero, like right. Like the Avengers are becoming now, and he's not quite Daredevil level, street level. Somewhere kind of floats in between.
0: Um, was there anyone in who in that footage who stood out other than Ryan Reynolds? It was like Gina Carano or anyone like that. I remember
1: Gina Carano's face or uh, Marina Backron, who I love and mm-hmm. think is great. It's a cool cast. I mean it's kinda like a cool oh and T J Miller obviously got that one moment when he they're talking about his face. Right. Right, right, right. T J Miller cracks me up.
0: I think he's hilarious. (laughs) He just I mean I'm gonna see the movie. Um I just I I have reservations. And what 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 I thought was funny is that it uh you know, all this Deadpool noise on the same weekend that Ryan Reynolds' other movie, Selfless, comes out and makes like five million dollars. It was a
1: bad bad situation super <laughs> like super big, another
0: it. super big bomb for Ryan Reynolds um and listen here's the thing there's so many superhero movies coming out that some of them are bound to fail it is a ma- is just that's st- statistics i hope it's not deadpool i don't think that deadpool will fail i don't know how much it costs you know like in terms of
1: I had heard that they they only were going to allow them to make that movie at a certain price point. I don't remember what, right, which I don't makes remember what the sense. number was. It was pretty low, though. It was 90, like, maybe? It was 75 to 90 less, or It was definitely less than 100.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think it, it, it will be okay in the scheme of things, but I don't think that it's going to be a gigantic blockbuster.
1: I don't think it's going to be like a, like a mega blockbuster, oh my God, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. sized hit. But I think that Fox will be surprised at how much this character resonates and how, and Marvel will be surprised at how much the movie pulls people into their comics. Because the, the Deadpool comics stand out. That's the thing about this character and about this project, is that he's really very different from all the other superheroes, mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. I mean, he, he's very, very violent. He kind of enjoys the violence. He is very funny, and he's a smart ass. But moreover, it's the fourth wall breaking thing, mm-hmm. where he talks to the audience. Right. And, and I think that um, people are going to really respond to that.
0: Okay, What did you make of X-Men Apocalypse?
1: Uh, it looks great. I mean, I think the X Men movies just keep getting better. Frankly, I think.
0: Were you were you a Days of Future Past yeah. guy?
1: I, and I'm not an X Men guy. I, okay. I kind of like back in the days of X Men Origins, sort of in through, even maybe through the first X Men movie that I sort of was like, okay, I guess I can kind of get into this. Was was the Wolverine, um, which isn't technically X Men film, but anyway, um, that's about the time when I was like, okay, I think I'm down. And then I liked Days of Future Past a lot. I liked First Class. I liked Days of Future Past more. I think this one looks like it's even better. I think they just keep raising the stakes. And-
0: Interesting. Okay. I was not a fan of Days of Future Past. I, uh, I really liked First Class. Uh, I love the cast of of this new one with Apocalypse. I'm excited to see Oscar Isaac as the titular villain. Uh, I know Olivia Munn's been getting getting a ton of crap for her costume, like she picked it. Um, exactly. But well,
1: so is Oscar Isaac for the makeup and stuff,
0: right? It's and like they're going at...
1: they're going full comic book, like it's a comic book Whoa. movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, that's what it's supposed to look like.
0: Um, but that to- that trailer, I, I I enjoyed more than Deadpool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. X-Men, to me, can be hit and miss.
1: I think the troubled one here is Fantastic Four. But, but what are we they...
0: basing this off of? Is it just the behind-the-scenes drama that everyone has read about that's been so public? You no, don't think that the
1: movie looks good? I think the movie... I just think the characters are not resonant right now. I think that, that they're just a little old-fashioned. I think that it's a... It's a, it's a property that's not bouncing right now. Like, they don't even have a comic book right now.
0: Right. Mar- I mean, Marvel's really screwing Fox over on this title. Um, I just feel like that cast is so good, uh, that young cast. And I like that there's like a body horror element to it, that they're these, these normal kids who, you know, uh, fall victim to this freak accident or whatever, and or experiment, and now they're struggling with their powers, and and
1: they feel like freaks. I don't think that the movie is going to have a hard time being good. I think it's going to, I think it's going to have a hard time selling it. It's, it's maybe, it's, maybe it's,
0: the the bad the bad buzz, so to speak, may be too difficult to overcome. It but. feels
1: like the kind of film that is a one and done. Like they're going to do it, and it's going to open to you know high thirties, mid forties, and they're just going to go. Ah.
0: But the, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I like that late August debut because there's so few good movies that come out in August. Yeah. So I think it could own that month and play into mid-September. I think it could have some legs. We'll we'll see. I I, I know I've said some things about Josh Trank, but I, I did love Chronicle. Um, and so regardless of what I think of him personally or how he conducts himself professionally, I think he's a really talented filmmaker. Um, and he's surrounded by guys like Simon Kinberg. And I'd just be very surprised if they drop the ball on that. I think they have big plans for the Fantastic for as far as an X-Men crossover down the line.
1: All right. Well, I would love to see it. I hope it does well. I I think it looks good. I like that cast a lot. I like Miles. Yeah. Yeah, I'm rooting for him, but I just think they're going to have a hard time selling that as a big temple.
0: So let's uh, hop over to DC and the Warner Brothers presentation, which blew me away. I mean, I tweeted um, and I, I got all kinds of crap from Marvel fans and stuff. I was just like, I'm clearly a DC guy. I'm just so... I love that, the darkness. Um, I, I love both those trailers that came out, Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad. So what was your takeaway from that panel?
1: I'm, you know, I'm a Marvel guy, but that doesn't mean I can't appreciate and love DC. Mm-hmm. And I want it to to be good. I think Suicide Squad looks like it could be utterly ridiculous. It looks to me in like... In a good way or a bad way? I don't know. It's so all over the place. Like, Margo looks terrific. I mean, I'm in the tank for Margo. Robbie, yeah. Who anyway. Who but, but she—the way she is approaching that character—and that's kind of perfect. I—I I, I, when she was cast, I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, mm-hmm. that you should be Captain Marvel or somebody like beautiful and heroic. And, I, and I'm having seen the footage, and I'm like, "Nah, no, that's 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 you all." She can, she can get down and dirty. She's um, gonna crush that role. She might save that movie with that. Particular character because I think the Joker looks ridiculous to me. Oh, I think he looks so cool. Oh, I'm sorry, but like all the ha 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 stuff on his shoulder and like the Ugh, Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll see. Well, I reserve the right to, right to be wrong about that. Um, you know Will Smith right now is kind of, he's kind of having an uncomfortable moment in his career. I hope this kinda turns things around for him because I really like him. I
0: like that he did not dominate the trailer. In fact, the first shot where you see him uh, hitting the punching bag, I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, no I didn't either until I had I no idea it a few times. um I love. a I love the trailer. trailer i watched watched like like times times the the past couple days. Uh, I uh the music with that with that that little uh, I started a joke, yeah. Or whatever. Uh, I've been listening to that independently on yeah, there's YouTube. Been a lot of chatter about that. Um, yeah, I just I just thought it looked terrific.
1: Well, I mean, look, and, and here's the other question too, and I would love for you to someday look at seeing about this. Are these Suicide Squad characters? going to slam into batman and superman at some point like are we gonna are we seeing a convergence here because i think so i think i think that they take place in
0: batman's universe i i mean i know batman and superman now share the same universe i'm not sure if i see superman getting involved with batman's rogues gallery of villains but i definitely think batman will be involved i could see suicide squad playing into this new the batman
1: movie that Affleck's going to direct Which we should talk about that too. But before we do, I just had a thought. So Suicide Squad goes into this mission, probably ostensibly with the idea that if you are successful, you win your freedom? Or is it just, yeah, okay, so obviously they're going to save the day. Does that mean now, And now they're unleashed on the world. Now suddenly they go back to a life of crime, right? And, uh-huh. and so Batman has to deal with suddenly all these horrible criminals who did this deed that needed to be. Is done. Is that going
0: to be weird? Like basically, we're we're sort of rooting for these villains in Suicide Squad, and then possibly down the line we're rooting against them.
1: Right. Well, or we're st- or we or our loyalties to are torn. Them. Yeah, which is the best part when you have when you rooting for the villain and the hero at the same time. That's. And that's when these movies. Are I like really the fun. little
0: glimpse that we got of uh, Jai Courtney of uh, as Captain Boomerang, kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go with that. I know he's taken a ton of crap too Woo! for all his franchise. I'm not going to pile on.
1: I'm not going to pile on to <laughs> Jai Courtney right now. I, just, I, have, I,
0: I have faith in David Ayer. Um, I did not like his last film, Sabotage, uh, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he's done some some really good work, and I think he's going to bring a certain amount of grit and flair to it.
1: And Batman versus Superman, just to just to put a pin on that. Yeah. Uh, looks terrific. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think those are two great leads. I think Ben Affleck looks just like he's the guy for it. Dude, the shot of him running into that dust storm, I thought yeah. was so badass. Super cool.
0: But, the, I mean, the the nice surprise for me, I know we didn't see him with a shaved head or anything, was, was Jesse
1: Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Yeah, I totally agree. I was I was not sure about that choice at all. Mm-hmm. But the, the dialogue pieces that they chose for the trailer, I yep. think, really showed a lot about what that character's going to be like. True to the, sort of true to the Lex Luthor canon. I mean, in in terms of just the personality type, but definitely its own.
0: I don't need to see some gigantic, you know, a physical match for Batman and Superman, because really there shouldn't be a physical match. I I like the idea of this guy who's, you know, an evil genius, if you will, uh, and he's going to use his brain to try and defeat these guys.
1: It really is. I mean, a little on the nose to say this, but yeah, to make Mark Zuckerberg essentially be the bad guy here is kind of a brilliant idea. I think Snyder is getting better and better too. I mean, I you know I'm really looking forward to this movie and maybe the next one that he does. And you know, I think he's. uh... He's not the world's most nuanced storyteller, but his visual abilities, and I think I don't know, honestly, his character development is is pretty. I decent. really
0: liked Watchmen. Uh, that's another movie that gets kind of crapped on sometimes unfairly, uh, but I, I yeah, I like his aesthetic. Um, I think it's, you know, maybe one too many thing. Like, I don't need to see, how many has he done now? It's, it's this one, Man of Steel, and then he's got two Justice League movies. Yeah, like, that's a lot in the yeah. same sandbox. I did think it was interesting, though, with that report that Affleck is going to direct the Batman, which I think everyone kind of understood when he got, when he took on the role, that he was going to end up directing himself at some point.
1: The studio saying that that's kind of early? I mean, I don't think it's not going to happen, but I don't think that that's a done deal yet. I think um, it's still kind
0: of. I'm, I'm with you, but do, I mean, do you remember when at Variety we posted a story about Ben Affleck probably directing Justice League? I do, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do, I think vaguely. That, I think that these I think that was before they had sort of mapped out their their universe, uh, and I don't know. I, I just think that the, the, these conversations have been going on for a long time with with Ben. So, yeah, we'll see if it happens. How does a suicide? How does a potential Suicide Squad sequel fit into
1: all of this? It's a great question. You haven't heard much talk about it. Maybe there won't be. Maybe, maybe that is literally just their way of launching the villains into the, into the Justice League world. Right. And it'll be a one-off.
0: And I, I mean that would make sense to me because it is called Suicide Squad, and I'm going to be pissed if some of these guys don't die. <laughs> I don't want every actor to have sequel options. Like I, there's want a lot some of them, Actual though. life That's and death big stakes.
1: There's some. There's definitely going to be some expendable definitely characters. It?
0: Jay Hernandez and Kevin yeah, exactly. Crocker, whoever. Um, a couple more trailers before we get to the news. Um, the Revenant trailer hit this morning. Which we're up Twitter right yes, now. Yes,
1: which we saw at Cinemacon and looks amazing.
0: Yeah. Guys, if you haven't seen the Revenant trailer, we we will not be mad at you. Step away or, or you know, open up a new tab on your browser and watch it right now. It is it looks amazing.
1: I'm kind of a sucker for gimmick things in movies like, you know, what was the what was the relativity movie where it was all real Navy SEALs who were No, both, act of
0: valor yeah. active valor. Which you is know, good.
1: I think I thought that was kind of a neat idea. Um in this case, it's all natural light, right? That, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, exactly. It looks different, though. I mean, it, it's like, wait a minute. I didn't even know a movie could look like that. I, I mean, again, I understand that it's not the first time that we've shot with natural light, okay? But but something about that, in that sort of dusky darkness, and, and what's going on in the frame really gives you a sense of realism. This guy Lebensky is going to win his third straight Oscar
0: after Gravity and Birdman. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to win his third straight cinematography Oscar. Uh I love that that shot of the bear kind of starting to maul Leo cuz that plays a a big part in the plot. Um and yeah, Him and Tom Hardy are just two actors at the top of their game.
1: Sign me up for that on Christmas. And Tom Hardy coming off a of mad like another visual marvel yep. with Mad Max. Mm-hmm. He is somehow navigating his career very beautifully I think is sure everyone's kind of swept child 44 under the
0: rug which was <laughs> yeah. which was really bad um, and and we'll see what happens with legend uh, the movie where he's playing two gangsters the craze yeah because uh, I didn't think it looked great but I'm starting to hear some buzz that it may be pretty good. Um, and then finally we had the Joy trailer finally hit after its CinemaCon debut. This one was a little bit lighter than what we saw uh, at CinemaCon, which was very heavy with those like bells, mm-hmm. the church bells. Um, I still don't know what this story don't know what is it's about. Really, about. I mean, I do because as a film reporter I know, but it's not coming across. Well, I don't.
1: Trailer. I do not have a lot of exposure to the logline of this film, you know. Nor do I know anybody who's read the script or, it, or knows the source material well. I just look at it and go, "Okay, it's David O. Russell." There's a Rolling Stones song playing. I see Jennifer Lawrence. I'm going to see it, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you the first thing about what it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, the Stone
0: song was a little generic. It's an odd choice for Fox's uh, marketing department. I feel like David O. Russell and Jennifer Lawrence have sort of earned the benefit of the doubt at this point. Um, so, yeah, I- I'm stoked to see it. It's got a really cool cast. I just I want to know what the tone of this thing is. Is it really that
1: dark? Because...
0: That's not what does, I was anticipating. Does something
1: horrible happen to her? I mean, it seems like she's very jaded. Like it's like basically her running around well, being exasperated and jaded. Which well, yeah, her her husband, is actually kind of a Twitter. I think, you know, it was the Twitter you know, story. The, the
0: marriage isn't great, uh, and then it sort of inspires her to go off and, and create her own thing, which is the, the Miracle Mom. Right. So I, I don't know. Well, it's Jennifer Lawrence, though. It's going to be okay.
1: It's just yeah. I guess it's one of those you know step out under the plank walk of faith kind of films because of who's behind it i mean i wasn't listen i also wasn't i didn't like american hustle that much no I, oh, I i really liked it i thought it was good but i also thought it could have probably used an edit that's kind of how i feel about most of his stuff now mm-hmm. it's like you know come on dude crank it under two so before we get to the news and stuff i wanted to ask you
0: since we used to work together variety and the rap um you know if i was still uh, un- under your employ what sort of stories would you be having me look into cuz i feel like you you come at things from a different perspective and you don't want the same old boring stories that all the trades are offering all the
1: time well i like things that are a little bit i mean listen i love scoops you know that we we sure. used to, we were in the scoop game together yeah. for three different tours two tours on the rap and one variety and probably another one coming up in the future here someday <laughs> who knows who knows? <laughs> who knows how these things tend to shake out um but and we- i love to chase the news but i also like i like notional scoops and but and what i mean by that is like stuff like an idea that maybe you had about something some a, tr- a trend that you feel like is has is starting to happen and and um are the first one to sort of point it out and back it up mm-hmm. i know that's really vague i'm trying to think of a of a good idea of what that might be but like uh, well there's there's no like hot story you would have me dig into right now is there well, I, th- I mean, not to be too obvious with the superhero stuff, I mean, all the way, the way that the, the DC universe is coming together is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they have a master plan. We know what Marvel's master plan is. Mm-hmm. Like, all the way through this phase three. Actually, that's an interesting one, too. Like, Mar- Marvel's got everything mapped out through 20... 19, 2020? Through 2020 now, yeah. yeah. Alright, well, they have a, they always have a five-year plan. We're in 2015, so now they're thinking about what to do next with Iron Man, for instance. Mm -hmm. They're not just going to let Iron Man go off in the sunset. They're going to figure out something, you know, what's this sort of horizon thinking at Marvel right now. That's I'd love to know even just generally what that is. They're going to reboot the whole thing.
0: That's a tough story to get. Like, yeah, I feel like, you know, one of these really hot stories right now is what the hell's going on with relativity. And Deadline and Variety have really been digging deep into that. We've kind of decided to stand back
1: because... We don't know what we can believe well, at that's, this point. That's the problem. You have you have the horse's mouth talking directly to you. Ryan Kavanaugh will right. talk to you. The question is... Is he telling the truth? What's really going on? Yeah, I would try to avoid that, it's, too. It's,
0: it, exactly. It seems like such a shit show. We're just kind of, like, st- standing back and letting things play out a little. Also, when's the last time Relativity dropped a movie that registered? It ha- I mean, it's
1: been It's been, been a ages. long time.
0: I mean, that's why they're in the place that
1: they're at. Well, and I think they're in the place that they're at. Again, it's sort of turning on itself, but they're in the place that they're at because they are in such deep doo-doo. They can't get a movie off the
0: ground. Yeah. I mean, it's it's depressing to me. A movie like The Bronze, which I thought was really funny as the opening night movie at Sundance, you know, they they took that relativity deal and now they're just like in this weird limbo. They're supposed to come out in the fall, but like, who who knows if relativity is going to have the P&A money to open these movies. That one, Masterminds. They'll even exist at that point right or Um, in what form though you know the the small comfort that i've taken in it is that the crow seems to have fallen apart over there um (laughs) you (laughs) were just waiting for anyone else to pick that thing up
1: yeah well it's weird we were sort of ready to declare them a mini major at one point right i mean they were cranking out movies you know like 10 They're movies They're good year. for the
0: business. They're another buyer. Um But, you know, I was reading comments on Deadline, just like they don't pay the talent on time. Uh, You know, they have to be chased down for money. I You know, these are just random comments on Deadline, so you never know what you can believe. Well, I but... think their
1: ambitions outran their capacity at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really started to believe their own narrative that they were, you know, this multifaceted, com- complete vertical studio that could right. just crank out movies and, and acquire movies and distribute and also do, uh, you know, they have the sports vertical and they have this digital initiative and it's right. like they just, you know, as opposed to like, look at like A24. Mm-hmm. That's, very, a, that's a very mean operation. Very though. clear purpose though. What they, they right. just acquire movies mm-hmm. that they like and then they do, you market the hell out of them and they do it on the cheap with really smart guerrilla marketing stuff and they're just a, you know, like... And that's it. They don't, They're not trying to get too fancy with it, right?
0: Uh, I think Relativity's TV and sports business is sort of keeping that studio afloat. And even even the sports business, though, um, was weird with the whole DeAndre Jordan Clipper stuff. And that's that's sports talk. We don't need to get into it. Yeah. But uh,
1: yeah, they just overcomplicated everything.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that studio. I do think. Um, that STX shows a lot of promise, Robert Simon's uh, studio, which has The Gift coming out in a few weeks, the Joel Edgerton, Jason Bateman thriller. Uh, Sharon and I sat down with Bob Simons for like an off-the-record chat, so I can't really say what we talked about. But they're an
1: exciting company, and they got a lot of money to play with over the next year or so. Uh, we'll they had see. a really great guerrilla marketing thing, too. Did you know with the uh, your friend Gordo... On Twitter, did they do that to you? No, they they didn't do it to me, and I was bummed. They did it to me, but it was a it freaky? was weird. What
0: did they? So what did they like d- dig up from your past? They if went you
1: will. down. So here is what they did. So they, you know the movie's about this guy who gets into the life of these two people, sort of, and he's like from this guy's past, and he sort of sort of remembers him, right? He's from high school or something like that. Yep. And he, you know, it's, as everybody knows, somebody like this, he gets a little stalkerish, and suddenly he's sending them gifts, and it gets weird, and then it turns into this uh, bizarro thriller. Mm-hmm. So, um what they did before i was even aware of the movie uh i get a package one day at my loft and it's a box and it has like a framed it has a letter from your friend gordo hey remember when we saw the this fish show five summers ago (laughs) i haven't seen you since you know are you still playing guitar uh and you know what's uh, up with your uh buick or something like it was like personal details from my life right And then trinkets. So there was a framed postcard from the fish show. There was a pack of there was a pack of guitar picks, and there was a there was a Polaroid uh, uh, that I that was from my Instagram feed Mm -hmm. from a long time ago. That's unnerving. It was unnerving. I was like, and at first I sort of fell for it. Like I mean, I fell for it for about five seconds, and then I was like, okay, this is a this is a marketing thing. And studios are doing a lot of this. But elaborate, yeah. And they've They're- got a, they've got a,
0: a really good executive team over at STX. A lot of experience. Um, it sounds pretty
1: kind of innovative. No, no. What it made me do is go online and look up your friend Gordo, and you know started looking around, and then I found mm-hmm. the gift. Right and write about what it was and i I didn't actually do this i was tempted to post about it i think it was just too busy that day if it had been a slower news day i might have written like look at this and i've been kind of wanting to do that at mashable i've been wanting to do like that (laughs) do a feature that's just called like that's just good marketing or something To when (laughs) when it's like i understand that i'm just showing you marketing materials but this was really clever and i got to share it with you Mm -hmm. um Anyway, that was an example of that, and there's been a lot of that lately. There's been a lot of a lot of really clever ways of reaching out to journalists and making us pay attention to stuff that we might otherwise not.
0: Sure, I uh, I'd heard because Blumhouse that uh, the gift hails from Blumhouse. Uh, they have a first look deal at Universal. This is STX. Mm-hmm. I'd heard that Universal had had turned this one away. They were like, you know, we're, we're good. And then once they saw the final product, they were kicking themselves. So we'll see if it's any good. I don't know. Interesting. I just When's got it? my
1: first invite last night um, for like two weeks from now. It's interesting that there there are not have not been a lot of thrillers in that vein lately, you know, mm-hmm. in the sort of basic instinct vein that have really popped. Right. Um, it, it's just got, it's got, got a classy cast between the two guys and Rebecca Hall. Um,
0: I think it's just a, a smart bet for STX, for, you know, right out of the gate, a $5 million movie that... Is, definitely is going that at t- all the cost? Yeah. I think it was oh, really yeah, cheap. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, then so. they'll, they'll make that back on VOD. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the news. Sorry, I had to take a photo of our of our breakdown because my computer's about to die. So, uh, let's talk. Let's start with Spider-Man. Okay. Okay, so we had, uh, in the past couple of weeks, Marissa Tomei to yep. play Aunt May. Which everybody lost their minds about. And it seems like, uh, and Becca Ford sort of hinted at this in her article in Hollywood reported that Aunt May may show up in Captain America Civil War. Interesting. Okay. Because why else do you need to cast her now? I mean, they, they just hired writers last night.
1: That's a good point. There's no s- script yet. That and, and so... But that movie is almost wrapped, right? I mean, they're getting close.
0: Sure, but I mean, you know, she's, had enough time. Her, she's being cast like a week or two after yeah. Tom Holland. So, you know, all you need is a scene sort of setting up that relationship or whatever. Sure. Um, I think, I think when Kroll reported, he had said, like, that they, they cast her now to, like, lock her down early. Like, <laughs> I think she would have been available. Yeah, I mean, she's, but, uh. Doing anything that she otherwise might not yeah, be I, doing I th- right I, now. I, th- I think that was a cover story for maybe her appearing in Civil War. Interesting. But yes, last night they hired, um, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, the directors of Vacation, to write the new Spider-Man movie for John Watts. What do you make of that hire?
1: Well, I mean, it's a little bit like the Lego Movie Guys uh, getting in, like, I think, look, it's a Marvel property, so it's got to be funny, mm-hmm. right? It's got to have some humor to it. Well, they, and Kevin and, has talked about uh, making
0: this a little bit more John Hughesy. Obviously, Vacation is a remake of a John Hughes project.
1: Right. right. I mean, I, I actually like it. I think it's a, I think it's it's a, it's a neat idea to think, and Spider-Man is the original smart-ass superhero. Mm-hmm. I mean, name one li- name one one-liner. Can you think of one one-liner from the from the Andrew Garfield movies? No, they were <laughs> no, they all were just like.
0: So you, you think they're going to give this kid a little uh, some snappy
1: comeback? Yeah, I think he's going to be he's got to be much funnier and much less like smarmy. And you know, the tone of Spider Man is everything. That right. you get the tone wrong just a little bit, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work. Or something about those last two movies that just felt just I don't know like just, almost like Spider-Man was kind of an a-hole right like, you know like <laughs> a
0: cocky kind of well I guess he's supposed to have that chip on his shoulder sort of yeah right?
1: but it's got you got to be really honest when side. he's in the suit you got to be really working for him yeah and then when he was not in the suit he was this brooding he's still yeah emo teen and it just didn't work well
0: vacation looks really funny um I cannot wait I like the idea of the kid from Freaks and Geeks uh, writing a high school movie because I think that he can capture that same sort of sense of awkwardness uh, um, but then again you look at movies that they've written like Horrible Bosses 2 and Incredible Burt Wonderstone and the track record is, is mixed it's yeah. mixed
1: they also well I guess they do have to whatever they come up with they're not going to have a lot of time to turn it around right. if it doesn't work yeah so we'll see. But we've seen it happen. It happened with Ant-Man.
0: Sure. Exactly. Uh, and and they rescued that one. So let's talk about uh, Ant-Man before we go back to the news. It's a nice little segue. What what did you think of the movie? Which is now in theaters, guys. Check out Ant-Man yeah. this
1: weekend. Go see it. It's fun. I You know, I, I didn't think it's a perfect movie. No. There's a not. lot of... I think the emotional beats really fell flat. I don't think Corey Stahl brings a whole lot as a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just... I don't think they gave him much to do. He's a very one-note character. And they lingered for too long on some of the establishing stuff, um, you know, in terms of setting the emotional stakes and what have you. But once it gets going, once it kicks in gear, and mm-hmm. it's some of the coolest looking action sequences that I've seen in yeah, Marvel movies. Yeah, I, I love carry- that
0: third act. I, I think that that third act kind of takes the movie to, to a next level that I hadn't seen in any other Marvel movies. Because I haven't liked the ends of Marvel movies at all, whether it's I- from Iron Man to Aven- the Avengers movies. I think they're all kind of terrible. Marvel has an ending problem, and Ant-Man seemed to solve it. It does get off to a rocky start. It is a little slow, but
1: I think it may have been my favorite Marvel movie. The mo- the moments when he shrinks down and you look around at the world around you, I mean, if you've seen, you know, The Incredible Shrinking Woman mm-hmm. and or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or any of the old shrinking movies, it looks pretty schlocky. I mean, sure. it's like, you know, you can tell they're standing on but- a soundstage and there's a giant pencil there. Right. Something about the way they lit it and the way they paid attention to details like dust particles mm-hmm. and just the way the the surface of things, and I actually talked to Peyton Reed about this for a story that I'll I'll drop on Monday morning, just a little, you know, kind of look back at the film. Um, they put a lot of sweat and energy into making sure that it looked right when they shrunk down, and you can you can tell, and it, it you you actually feel like wow, this is what it would look like. If I was that that scene scene in the briefcase, I thought was great. I liked the
0: bathtub scene and obviously the last sequence with the uh, railroad tracks. Um, It was
1: very inventive. It's very playful and very funny. I mean, they really had some great sight gags.
0: And you can feel Edgar Wright's DNA in it. Michael Pena, I think, stole the whole movie. I thought he was great. Um, You know, it's close to Guardians in the uh, of the Galaxy in my mind, but to me, I don't remember what Guardians was even about. I don't know what the hell they were after or what the hell happened in that third act. I just remember, like, having a good time yeah. with
1: it. That was just so. another... It was just another
0: what, Infinity was simple. Gem. Like, yeah. I understood what the goals were clearly and, and the stakes, so I, I really enjoyed Ant-Man. I still don't think that Marvel has made a movie as good as Dark Knight or, you
1: know, what...
0: It, I guess... Yeah, they're going
1: for a different thing, X2. though. Yeah, I know. They're just completely... Go- they're, it's apples and oranges. Um. Okay... I mean, where did it snack up for you? What, Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. I, I gave it a very positive review and I think, but, it, I can't wait to take, I can't wait to bring my kids to it. I think kids are going to love this movie. But in
0: terms of the rest of the Marvel movies.
1: Oh, like... uh, I mean, I think it, you know, it's, it's kind of its own thing. I mean, this is where actually actually was very encouraging that Marvel tried something different sort of outside of its own box and it worked. And, and it showed a willingness to do that, which is important because now we got Black Panther coming up. That's right. going to have to have its own tone. Um, that's another film that I, I'd, I'd love to know where they're going to turn for a director now that Ava's not doing it. Right. I sort of love that she turned it down too. Just because I'm so tired of hearing. Like I was just like, Ava's yeah, no. got to do it. Ava's, it's got to be Ava. Nobody else but <laughs> Ava can do. And then she was like, no, I, that's okay. okay I, I'm good. I think
0: that they will uh, find a, a, an African American filmmaker. I could totally see uh, the dope director doing it. Um, I don't know if a guy like Antoine Fuqua would be available
1: or interested. What about Ryan Coogler? Yeah, maybe he's. I mean, Creed looks amazing. I can't Creed wait to fantastic. see that movie. That's going to be so much fun if it's any good, and you know it's going to be.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. it could be Coogler. Uh, you know, I I had heard a rumor very early on. Uh, don't go writing this. Jesus Uh-oh. Christ, listeners. <laughs> but if they don't go with a black director, I'd heard the possibility of a guy like Brian Helgeland, who directed Chadwick in 42. You mm-hmm. know, that was the Jackie Robinson movie. Mm-hmm. A white guy directing it, and it was good. I liked the Jackie Robinson movie. I liked it, too. Um, I,
1: I, I like Harrison Ford in that, too, although everybody else freaked out about yeah, him, and, and it. and
0: Helgeland did the Tom Hardy movie Legend, so, you know, he is available uh, once that film hits theaters mm-hmm. soon, so... Who knows? Uh, I would have. It would have been cool to see an Ava DuVernay Marvel movie, but I don't blame her for parting ways or I don't, walking away from it.
1: I don't either. It's a weird... You know, that's just a weird job to take. I mean, it, some people really, really like the experience of it, and obviously others clearly do not. Right. Joss made no bones about the way he felt about the way things wound up as he was exiting that world. Mm-hmm. Alan Taylor... Right, he just shit all over just, it. Yeah, but Peyton Reed was like, no, it was fun. It was cool. I enjoyed it. It was kind of nice to walk into something where it was almost... almost sure, and that's what James, James Gunn has said, too. And and for people who say, you know, uh,
0: Marvel, DC gives directors the autonomy or whatever to, to you know, stay true to their vision and things like that, like, Marvel always has that James Gunn thing to kind of throw in people's faces where he made the movie he wanted to make. Yeah. I don't think that he felt like he compromised at all. Um, couple of other news tidbits. What did we get out of Comic Con? That Ennio Morricone is gonna get, uh, score <laughs> Hateful Eight? That's pretty cool. That
1: was cool news. I think it was like half the crowd knew what we were talking about. Right, yeah. <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> um, uh, so, by the way, that looks fun. I mean, obviously, it's it's Quentin and it's, it's his eighth movie, right?
0: Uh, yes, exactly. Hateful Eight, eighth movie. Eighth movie. I'd heard it was the first time that the N word was uttered in Hall H. Is that right? Yeah, from the footage. Oh, in, okay. Yeah. Not
1: not by a panelist. <laughs> no, not by a panelist, but <laughs> I was like, in, in the show. They run footage, them out of there. You know, the young, a lot of young people in there. How, um, did, how is that footage not leaked? All the other footage is leaked. Nobody bothered to. You know what? I, I, I'm glad. Oh, so I'm am glad i glad because I, I, I hate did, when that stuff happens. I did
0: feel bad for Quentin when that script leaked because obviously he was really upset. Uh, and I'm glad that he had a change of heart and decided to make the movie.
1: Um. What else is going on? What do you, what do you make of Crimson Peak? Boy, I can't wait to see it, but I don't have any hope of it being any good. I don't That's know. a very, I know it's a very weird thing to say, but I, you know, I mean, I like Guillermo and I, he just keeps, here's what bothers me. He keeps repeating the words, gothic romance, gothic romance, over and over. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we get it. it. It's a gothic romance. Right. Why are you beating us over the head with that? Because I think, People are going to walk into it thinking they're going to see a scary, cool horror movie and it's going to be a love story and they're going to be like, what the hell was this? Got the romance. <laughs> I'm
0: convinced that there are like two Guillermo del Toro's essentially. Um, there's a guy who makes these really cool foreign films uh, like Pan's Labyrinth and Devil's Backbone and then there's the studio Guillermo and I just haven't loved any of those movies. The yeah. Hellboys, the Pacific Rims. I like the hell. I like the first Hellboy. I just uh Pacific Rim is a big disappointment. I, I can't to me. get on board with Crimson Peak. I don't know what the hell they're selling me. Uh and, and I'm like totally the
1: target demo for that. Like haunted house movie genre, sign me up. Yeah. Great cast. Hiddleston but... too. I could I could pretty much get into anything that he'll do. Yeah. So we'll see. That's a weird one though. Yeah. I'm yep. like I, I bet I'm not gonna like it, but I can't wait to see it.
0: Um and speaking of Guillermo, I, I think uh he was involved in Mama in some regard, right? Yeah. He was like presented or produced it. Uh Mama director, Andy Machete. Replacing Kerry Fukunaga on it. Do you care? No. <laughs> nope. Next. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else do we have here? Michael Sarah voicing Robin in the Lego Batman movie. I yeah. never even saw the Lego movie gang. I'm not. I, I feel terrible about that. But what was I gonna? Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Michael. Cera. Michael
0: Sarah. Robin. Yeah, no. The perfect sidekick. Or sure. Why not? Does he have a particular Is his voice particularly it's distinct, 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 I feel like Yeah it stands out
1: If I heard Michael Sarah, I think I would be like Oh that's. Him. I think it's, it's time for him To try again He's been kind of Out of the public eye He's For a while been doing a lot of though. indies Yeah I mean I think Scott Pilgrim Sort of made him realize That he needed to take A little time off I back Dude Scott I mean look at Edgar No kidding Edgar Somebody needs to get I, off I the s- mat
0: I hear there's still problems With Baby Driver Is that right? Yeah Everybody loves the guy, though. What is the problem? Because I think it's like $80 million. It's a lot of money to commit. And I don't know how much Ansel Elgort and El- and Lily James, even though they're both young stars of movies that gross like $400 million, $500 million, and Fault in Our Stars and Cinderella. I don't know how much they're worth, you know, worldwide. And I think, it, uh, yeah, we'll see if Baby Driver happens. I mean... Fucking, we. I'd love to see another Edgar Wright movie, but it's speaking of a Ansel Elgort, is
1: anybody more perfect to play the young Han Solo? If you look at pictures of Harrison Ford when he was in his twenties, he looks just like Ansel Elgort. I'm telling. He
0: couldn't look. Uh, what about the? Did you see the guy who who uh, did the Star Wars like monologue or something? Uh, he played young Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline. Okay, did you see that guy? No, I don't. Oh my I don't. god! You just watch that video. It was Harrison. It was young Harrison Ford. Weird. All right. I think his name's Anthony Ingruber. Tough name.
1: Yeah, well, so is Ansel Elgort, though. <laughs> sure. Took me several tries to be able to say I that. I suppose so. Yeah, Ansel, Ansel
0: wouldn't be bad. He wouldn't be bad. I think, um, again, I don't know how young they're going, if they want early
1: 20s or later 20s. or I would think that's a kind of spinoff that it, they would want, the, at least the possibility of making two or three movies. Mm-hmm. So they would want to go younger. Um I'd heard some possibilities, but well, uh, it's not the right time or place. Uh, I want you for, to get for those going, kinds of rumors. I want, I want to know who's going to play Captain Marvel, who's going, to, and who's going to direct that movie. That's what I would ask I'd, I'd be breathing down your neck for that. To yeah, go Back what to a, your earlier question. I mean, again, I'm hearing what
0: was it, Charlize, and um... Charlie, I'm, blan- I'm, blan- I'm blanking. Too she's too old. Exactly. That, that was that was the
1: concern. Captain Marvel has to be like mid twenties at the most. Because she's going to be carrying these movies for seven years. Sure.
0: But it's just like, how many really good young, other than Jennifer Lawrence? I mean, don't tell me like Blake Lively or people like that.
1: Actually, Jennifer Lawrence Mm shouldn't be too expensive for Marvel, though. Mm -hmm. She's too expensive.
0: Um, But yeah, I am dying to see who's going to play Captain Marvel as well. How much time we got left here? Five or so minutes. Speed Uh, round. Dan Aykroyd. Going to cameo in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. We won't uh, get into the details of the cameo because I think Paul Feig was a little upset about that. You know, he's been doling out a lot of information and photos and stuff. So I feel like he felt a bit um, frustrated uh, when news of that cameo leaked. Uh, and now there's a lot of speculation about Ernie. I think you can take that to the bank. I think you will see Winston Zedmore. Not not Winston Zedmore, but I think you're going to see an Ernie Hudson cameo. Okay.
1: I, I like think, that. It, is it that, makes, gonna, is it, that gonna this? Here's the thing, though. How, when did When did Ghostbusters come out? 1984. <laughs> <laughs> it's, is, right. it's as old as I am. I mean, you know when you're when you're calling back to these movies that came out 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Does it, like when I was watching Terminator Genesis, there was a bunch of stuff in there that that linked back to earlier movies mm-hmm. that I completely went over my head. I've seen them all. I've seen them recently. The,
0: the, it's there's a segment that won't care about Dan Aykroyd or Ernie Hudson, and and they won't even recognize but if, them. That's, that's but the then thing. there's another segment that will appreciate that those guys show up uh, in in a sense to pass the torch.
1: I guess. I think this movie is incredibly promising. I don't think that's going on on a limb at all to okay. say that. I think it's going to be a mega mega hit. That cast is great. You know, it's all the right parts and the right. Yeah, at the right time, and, you know, all the, I'm sick of Yes, and it is time. For, somebody wrote this yesterday. Stop calling it all-female Ghostbusters. Just call it Ghostbusters because that's what it is. Totally on board with that, and I hope it's great.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't mind the, the descriptor because to me, I uh, whatever. Um, let's see. Movies we talked about? Yeah, man, you haven't seen Trainwreck. No, I haven't. And you don't
1: know if you're going to. I don't think I'm gonna. I'll catch it Do you it at not some watch point. her show, Amy Schumer? I feel... Okay, here's the thing. I, I've seen lots of Amy Schumer things. I think she's great. She's an incredible talent. Is she coming up to the Louis C.K. level? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously she's having her moment. I don't watch her show. I haven't seen Trainwreck. And I feel... And I don't actively seek out her anything. Just because... I don't know. She's not really necessarily for me. Um... I feel like I need an Amy Schumer timeout. I need to have a couple it days a go much. by where I don't see something in her feed yep. about her. It's just, there, there's something abrasive about, and it's not necessarily Amy Schumer. No, it's it's, it's the, the team. Thi- it's no, the market. No, no.
0: It's the machine.
1: It's the. I think it's the media. I think it's the things that the media oh. is going and in fi- in digging out. Oh, look what she said at this award mm-hmm. show about, you know, screw you, men. I don't, we don't need men. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I get laid all the time, and I'm 170 pounds. She gives pounds. good soundbite. Yeah, but the sound bites that we, the media, choose to bring forth are all just like, after a while, I'm just like, can we just, just give me a week?
0: I mean, it's like Lena Dunham 2.0 in that sense. Um, Wesley Morris over at Grantland kind of panned uh, Trainwreck today and i agreed with some of his points i really enjoyed the movie i thought it was like a it was a great date movie i laughed out loud a lot i'm not sure where it stacks up in Judd apatow's uh, filmography probably on the lesser half, I, I really think knocked up forty year old virgin that kind of stuff is, is much better than train wreck. Plus, we're talking about the
1: movie press here. How about Jeff Wells going from right from to just total completely pivoting hate. from uh, who is this Amy Schumer person? She's not very attractive. Right. To like, oh my god, this movie should be up for H right. own.
0: Well, you know that that's just uh, wait until you see the movie. Yeah. I mean, he was like making all these judgment calls based on her looks, and I think she looks really good in the movie. Uh, she's, she's, I mean, slimmed down. Not that it, you know, I, I like her curves. I like that she's a, you know, natural and, and a real woman. Um, but she's, yeah, she looks good in the movie. She fits in with some of those. She, there's like a big, no, I'm not gonna ruin the ending. Never
1: mind. Yeah, don't ruin the ending. Yeah. One thing that I heard from some, somebody who saw it and liked it was like, the problem is kind of Bill Hader. It's not that he's bad in the movie. His character is this, like, dream guy, like, manic pixie dream. Right. Manic. Pixie Dream Boy right. was the words that I heard. And I thought, God, you know, of course nobody's ever going to pick up on that. And right. if we try to go with <laughs> that narrative, I'm probably in trouble just for even bringing it up. But, um, an interesting guy like, yeah,
0: He's just a guy. He's just, you know.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um, I, I do think it's weird how
0: Judd has sort of been marginalized in that. Marketing campaign. It's just been very much like an Amy Schumer movie and not as much a Judd Apatow movie. And it still has the Hallmark Judd Apatow length problem. I, I, yes. Why? Why is he not listening to us about this? It's like
1: 205 and and it need to be like 110 times. Oh my god, Judd, make a 90 minute comedy. Please, just once to show that you can do it and see what happens with it. Yeah.
0: I love um, the guy. I think he's but great. But it's a good
1: movie. I definitely recommend seeing Trainwreck, and I think you should absolutely
0: watch Inside Amy Schumer. Uh, I crack up. I showed it. I introduced my mom to it uh, this past week when I was home, and she, she thought it was hilarious. The last episode, Three Buttholes. Check that one out. Great, <laughs> great sketch about uh, <laughs> cock blocking.
1: Here's the thing. Everything that I see about her, everything that I see, like her viral videos or on her show or clips or things that she does that are part of her oeuvre are great, are funny. They crack me up. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Everything that I see about her talking at an award show or people <laughs> clipping sound bites from stuff she said at a, on a on a podium somewhere, I'm just exhausted with. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, we, we're going to talk about uh, Woody Allen's Irrational Man and Pond next week, because those open next week. Uh, oh, so I won't be here. That's right. Uh, th- you guys th- that'll have fun with that. will be me and Mark Riley. Stanford Prison Experiment opens today in limited release. Some, some Definitely
1: dance. check that out. Did you like it? I thought it was, ex- it's a good movie that I did not like watching. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough sit. It's exhausting. Uh, you don't
0: really want to be behind bars with all these kids, but it's an excellent movie. and if, uh, It's very well done, I, but I, just Check out the trailer online. Um, that, that may be it. That may be all the time that we have this week. Is there any uh, last words or things that you wanted to, to bring up before we sign
1: off? I just... No, you know, I, listen. It's been a weird... Kind of a weird summer for... Just like a lot of ups and downs. I mm-hmm. think um you know, everybody saw Mission Impossible last night and all the bloggers saw Mission Impossible Was last night. Buzz mostly it. good. It's very good. It's very, very good. That's a fun franchise. I'm not a fan. Interesting. <laughs> And yesterday,
0: it's funny, I, yesterday I did a, a Drinking with the Stars with this kid, um, Johnny John DeLuca, who looks just like Tom Cruise. I oh, mean, it's that's like... That's not a bad way to go through life. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> um, and and we were joking about maybe they should do like a young Ethan Hunt TV series.
1: Oh boy, here think, we go. Yeah. <laughs> because
0: right. I, th- I think it's time, you know, after five movies, it may be time for Tom to hang it up, especially if the movie underperforms. I think it's going to do well internationally, but in the U.S. it's especially not if he Especially
1: if he plans on taking off a shirt all the time. Yeah, or not a bad actor.
0: <laughs> So keep an eye out for that on the wrap. Uh, we're gonna have Paul Rudd's top ten movie quotes that I put together. It's kind of a fun list. This guy, he's had a hell of a career, you know. For someone who's not like a, a gigantic A list mega star, at least in your head, uh yeah, he's been doing solid work for two decades. It's a very, um, oh shoot, we never got into the Judy Greer discussion. I wanted to get into that. Got, That's okay. Yeah, Next she time. got marginalized, and yeah, man, I wish she had. More I don't to do. care.
1: She's a working actor. She has plenty of roles. She's doing fine. Oh, she's lovely. Yeah, she's I great. love
0: seeing her pop up in Jurassic World and that kind of stuff. Um, where can the good folks find you? Where can Schmoville into your My Twitter museums? handle
1: is JLDLite. That's uppercase JLD, lowercase L-I-T-E. I switched. What was behind the switch? I used to be Notorious JLD, but I'm, not, I'm really not a hip-hop He's guy. turning his back
0: on n- n- notoriety. Sorry. And I just, yeah,
1: that was something I picked up uh, at a, during a career change. I just I thought I needed to go. Okay, little... and
0: ch- check out uh, Mashable.com for all your entertainment needs.
1: That's right. We are, uh, we are still building that team very, very quickly. And you guys so...
0: are killing it. You're like right below the New York Times and the BBC as far as the social footprint goes, right?
1: The social publishing is the way of the world right now. Yep. SEO is dead. You need to have a big social yep. footprint, and uh, yeah, we're right there, and we're right in the top three, and uh, we're probably going to overtake the times at some point. You know, we figured it would be this summer, but I think it'll be more like maybe early That's next incredible. year. That's
0: incredible. Mark Zuckerberg should get into bed with you guys. You can find my stuff over on therap.com. Uh, I've got a lot of goodies. You know, I've been back, I was on vacation for two weeks, so it takes me a little while to get back up into speed and make some calls, but uh, hopefully next week uh, the dam will break. You can follow me on Twitter at @TheInsider.
1: Best Twitter account in uh,
0: entertainment journals sure, are right some, there. something like that. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for having me again. Yes, you're welcome back anytime. Right. This has been Meet the Movie Press on the Popcorn Talk Network. Rate, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff, and enjoy the weekend. Ooh. Go see Ant-Man. Later, folks.